Thank you so much for tuning in the podcast of the PG Fellowship Church in Buffalo Valley, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Michael Waters for the message. I tell you what, if I was in the car driving down the road that last song, I would have hit uh, rewind or repeat on that one. I, I really blessed my heart. And it's, uh, it is a privilege to be back at the Lord's house again. And uh, I'd just like to say that yesterday uh, was phenomenal. It was uh, beyond great. It was, it was amazing. Uh, I think we planned for 50-something women. And... I know 70, 75 is what come out of what was counted that I believe in. And uh, the men that showed up, and we appreciate each one that come and helped. And uh, there was enough to do that two or three wouldn't have cut it. And I was thankful that uh, we had a crew of men. I believe Larry said about 12. Is that right? So I thank the Lord for that. And, uh, and I believe we'll see some good fruit from it. And uh, it was, sure was a good time. It might have been for the ladies. And somebody was joking that she was the first out of the men to eat. And somebody said, you know, this is for the women, Nash. <laughs> this is implying he was a girl. <laughs> he didn't take it too good. <laughs> but anyways, we are going to be this morning uh, in the same chapter we was last week, Exodus 17 in the Old Testament. And last week I said there's many messages in this chapter and and I feel like there's one more that's needful this morning. And, and uh, it was funny that Brother Jeff said, uh, we're going to cut that one song short. And this may be a real abbreviated message this morning, but I believe it's got a good point. And, and I feel like the Lord does. I just couldn't get away from it. So uh, this is where we're at this morning. And, and, uh, but let's, let's pray and then we'll go down through this verse by verse. And... Uh, <coughs> Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord, I am truly honored to be in your house, Heavenly Father. I'm honored to be here this morning, Lord, with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm thankful this morning, Lord God, for the good news and, and the goodness of God this morning of you, Heavenly Father, that you bestowed upon men and, and women this morning. And I love you, Lord. I'd ask, Lord God, that you would touch each and every heart and mind here this morning, Lord God, that we could leave here uh, refreshed and renewed in Christ Jesus. And I'd pray this morning, Lord God, that, Heavenly Father, that, uh, Lord God, you said if we'd done to the least of those, God, to the least of one here this morning, Lord God, I'd pray, God, this good news is for them. I'd pray, Heavenly Father, you do do the mighty work that you do, Lord God. And, and Heavenly Father, this morning as the message is going to get into a little bit of spiritual warfare, I just pray this morning, Lord God, that those that's fighting a spiritual battle this morning, Lord God, that you would give them strength to endure to the end, God. And uh, Heavenly Father, because I know victory is around the corner. And Lord, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In your precious Son's name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to start, uh, we're going to read the whole entire chapter again. I feel it's needful. Last week, I feel like uh, we really preached in, in Exodus 17, 1 through uh, uh, 7. And today, we're going to focus on 8 through the remainder of the chapter. But starting in verse 1, uh, the Bible says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel, they journeyed through the wilderness of sin after their journeys, according to the commandment, of the Lord, and they pitched, and, and I brought that out last week, that 
the Lord done all these different things for uh, uh, the Israelite people. I mean, uh, they was in the land of Goshen being taken care of. I mean, they was under strict, uh, if you would, uh, uh, slavery and, and work. But when the plagues come, God provided a way for them. And uh, they struck the blood over the doorpost and the, the death angel passed. And when they come out, when God brought them out by a strong arm, he didn't just bring them out, but they was pretty well filthy rich. They had everything they could want and everything they could carry that we read last week in Scripture. The Bible says that they spoiled the Egyptians. So we see them coming out of the land of Egypt and, and, and we see that uh, when they got to the Red Sea and the Bible said uh, there in the book of Exodus that uh, by a pillar of cloud by day did he follow them and a pillar, a pillar of fire by night. And uh, they was always there as protection and to lead them and to guide them just much as it is today that he's still leading and guiding his people if we're willing to just take a moment. And, and the Bible says a good soldier, if you would, they don't entangle themselves with affairs of this life or this world, uh, but they're looking to heaven. They're looking for the goodness of God and, and looking toward uh, the Spirit and, and what the Spirit saith. And, and so we're looking this morning here where the goodness and brought them out. Uh, and the Bible says here that they journeyed according to the commandment. I'm in verse 1. According to the commandment of the Lord, and, and we preached last week that uh, all these, the goodness of God, then He led them to a place, Brother Danny, uh, that where they uh, was thirsty. He led them to a place where there was no water, there was no uh, uh, water for their bodies. How many knows you can't go long and you can't survive long unless you got uh, uh, food and you got water. I mean, you got to have them elements uh, for this body to continue on and to have strength. And so we see that uh, they got into a place, and verse number 2 says, Wherefore did the people chide with Moses and said, Give us water to drink? And Moses said to them, Why do you chide with me? Question mark. Wherefore do you uh, uh, tempt the Lord? And, and I brought this out, or didn't bring it last week, and I want to bring it up this week. That word chide there simply means strife, that they had something against Moses. See, what they didn't understand was Moses was just following God's instructions. And sometimes, uh, now the whole church may get mad at the pastor uh, when the pastor's just following God's instruction manual, if you would. And, and, and can I say that this morning, that we all can be wrong, but God's right. How many knows that this morning? And so we see here in Scripture that they was chiding. And Moses pretty much told them there in that verse, he said, you're fighting with me. Why don't you take it up with God? Why don't you take it up with the manager? Why don't you take it up with one that I'm following after, amen? Because hey, you know what? If we're being disobedient as Christians, we're not being disobedient to me. We're being disobedient to the Heavenly Father this morning. I didn't call you. God called you, amen. He's the one that said he went to prepare you a place. Michael Waters can't prepare you a place, amen. How about the Heavenly Father, the Son, said, I go to prepare you a place. And so we see here this morning, that word strife here, the five synonyms for the word strife and chide is reprove, which means implies often to kindly intent to correct somebody in a fault. you got rebuke, suggests a sharp or stern rebuke. Proof. You've got reprimand, which implies a severe, formal, or often public rebuke. Admonish suggests an earnest or friendly warning or counsel. And then you got reproach suggests displeasure <coughs> or disappointment expressed in mild reproof or scolding. So we see here, this is what the people was doing against Moses, the mighty lawgiver, the man of God. When better yet, the Bible says... In 2 Timothy 2, or 3, 15 and 16, it says all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God for reproof, 
for corrections, for instructions and righteousness that the man of God or the woman of God might be thoroughly furnished in all good works. I mean, see, God was trying to show them something. They didn't have no reason or cause. Because here's the thing. I heard just this morning that we've had a hard week. And sometimes we do. We're caught sometimes between a rock and a hard place. And we're caught in a place that we're fixed at that don't seem like there's no hope, no way out. Can I tell you, hold on to Christ. Amen. Hold on. Amen. Hold on. Because surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you. Amen. So we see here in Scripture, you want to continue reading on? I don't want to jump ahead. Verse 3 says, The people thirsted for water. (coughs) The people thirsted for water, and they murmured against Moses and said, Where have you brought us up out of the land of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle? I'm going to flip over here to Numbers chapter 11. A little bit later on in their walk in the the journey of uh, the desert there, they said in Numbers chapter 11, uh, verse 1, it says, When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. So them chiding with Moses and and tempting God, it displeased Jehovah. How many knows when we, as children of God, when we complain, it displeases the Heavenly Father? Going to verse 2 here in Numbers chapter 11, verse 2. It says, And the people cried unto Moses and said unto Moses, Pray unto the Lord that the fire be quenched. And he called on the name of the Lord in that place, uh, Tabra, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them, and the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Question. Verse 5 says, The people said, We remember the fish which we had, and then we ate in Egypt freely, and the cucumbers, and the melons, and the leeks, and the onions, and the garlic, but now our soul is dried away. Ain't it funny how we soon forget the blessings of God? Ain't it funny how we soon, we get in a battle, we get in a place which God's led us to teach us a few things, and we'd rather go backwards. The Bible says they're going over to Exodus chapter 17. We're going to be at verse 4. It says, And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They almost be ready to stone me. Also, remember in Scripture, it's in 1 Samuel, I believe it is, where uh, David and his men was coming home, uh, and they seen Ziklag burned with fire, and the men spake of stoning David. So there's many men in the Bible, and there's other places where when things wasn't going good, they wanted to point blame at somebody. And they want to pick up rocks and start throwing them. Can I tell you this morning, would you put the rocks down and we just cry unto a holy God this morning? I'm looking for God to move in each one of our lives. We're going to get there. Verse 5 in Exodus 17, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on therefore before the people, and take unto you the elders, and thy rod were with you, that thou smotest the river, and take thy hand and go. Behold, I stand before thee uh, upon a rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called on the name of the place, Massa and Meribah, because the, ch- the chiding of the children of Israel, because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Repidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go and fight. 
with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with a rod in one hand, with the rod of God in my hand. And Joshua did as Moses had said unto him, and he fought Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up on top of the mountain. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, and Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands was heavy, and they took a stone, and they placed it under him. And they set it thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up, uh, up his hands, and one on the one side, another on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book, and were Rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, and I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar there and called the name of Jehovah Nissi, for he said, Behold, the Lord hath sworn that the Lord uh, will have war with Amalek from generation to generations. And and I want us to see here this morning, and and I want to liken this, and the, the title of the message... Uh, I think she's got up there uh, caught between a rock and a hard place part two, but really it could be uh, puzzle pieces if you would. And I got to thinking, how many's ever put together a puzzle? Yep. You put together a puzzle. I mean, sometimes we buy them at yard sales and you get them together and there's missing pieces in it. But you see the front of the box and you see what it can be and you see that how uh, with a little bit of effort and, and all the pieces, if you would, being fitly joined together. And this is going to get on the body a little bit this morning. How that it's fitly joined together that it can make a beautiful thing. It, it's got a purpose, if you would, a picture uh, to mirror something that uh, it was took after. And, and so you get them puzzle pieces and you pour them out. How many knows that sometimes they might be one that stays in the box when you pour it out? And you usually start with the four corners, and then you go with the edges or the top, bottom, the side, the edges pieces, and, and you put them together. Then you start matching colors, and, and whatever the picture may be, you start kind of putting things together and, and putting it together, and then all of a sudden you run into where you're missing some pieces. And How many knows the body of Christ is about the same way, amen? Oh, <coughs> How many knows that the body of Christ, if we're not all uh, uh, working together and fitly joined together, we're missing some pieces to the puzzle. And, and I've said this before. I don't know if I've ever said it here behind the pulpit, but me and my family, and I said last week, <coughs> we got to go to a lot of different churches, a lot of different denominations, independent churches, uh, and all different kinds of denominations, and we got to preach the gospel, Dad, and, and we got to visit. And How many knows that a lot of churches has a lot of good things? But then you start looking around and digging and scratching the surface and you start seeing that they've got one good thing but the rest of it's sort of kind of stale and, and, and that's what I love about PG Fellowship is that when we come here and started coming, we come for a whole month on Wednesday night. We want to get involved a little bit, see what was going on at the church and, and see the people and get to know each one of you and get to know your brother and, and sister and brother Jeff. And, and we started coming on Wednesday night and, and then I remember that morning that we preached, uh, we preached on uh, Jonah and the church voted us in, but we want to get a, a taste of the church and see. And can I tell you this morning, I believe this church, out of all the churches that I've personally been to, we've got all the puzzle pieces, amen. we got every one of them. And, 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 and praise the Lord. But church is more than what we're doing right now. Can I say, can, can somebody say amen? It's more than what, get up here and preach behind the pulpit. 
And Brother Jeff, I love you and singing and playing. It's more than the music, amen. That's one part of the puzzle, amen. And singers, that's one part of the puzzle. And then this morning, another piece was the kids getting up here, amen. amen. They just blessed my heart. And Sister Claire get up and singing <coughs> for the Lord. That's another piece of the puzzle. <coughs> my voice will hold out. Yesterday, another piece of the puzzle was the women's Christmas breakfast. That was a piece of the puzzle of the church. I, I was talking to one of the men, and, and I walked over to him, Brother James, and we was up inside that Pepsi cooler over there, and I, I, I looked at him, and I said, what do you think? He looked around. It's good, ain't it? I said, you better believe it's good. That's what we say in Monterey. You better believe it. But it was good as a puzzle piece. And you say, why is that? Because it takes this. It takes the Sunday school that this brother's teaching on Sunday morning over yonder. It takes the music up on the stage. It takes people, you know, I'm telling you what, we had about 50-something, that was inviting people, amen, and then we turned out we had 75. It takes people like you, men and women, that would invite people to come to church. That's another part of the puzzle piece, if you would, that makes a better, clearer picture of what the body across the church ought to be doing. The men, we invited the men to cook, and, and uh, the men showed up. And not, I think we had seven Sunday, uh, Wednesday night, wasn't it, brother? We had seven signed up, and then there's 12 that showed up. Praise God for that's another piece of the puzzle. And you start seeing a clear picture, amen. But you know what hinders the puzzle, hinders the body of Christ, is spiritual warfare. Things coming against the people, amen. Things coming against the Christian men in the church house, outside the church house, because the enemy don't care where you are. He hates you, Brother Clyde. The enemy wants to take us out. The enemy wants to destroy us. He wants to kill your finances. He wants to kill your love for your spouse. He wants to kill your love for your kids. He wants you to invest in work where you don't have time for nobody, for nothing, amen. You say, what are you talking about? I said last week here in this Exodus chapter 17, it's types and shadows, amen. I said last week, you can look back and, and just to bear witness with this, I was in my Bible, I, I brought my old Bible with me that uh, somebody gave me a while back and I told you the story on that. But this bear witness what I want to tell you. It says the, <clears throat> the first five books, Genesis is the book of origin, the beginning of life, and the ruin through sin. Exodus is a book of redemption where the people was brought out. Leviticus is a book of worship and communion for the Christian. Numbers speaks of the pilgrim journey of the redeemed just passing through. And Deuteronomy is a, a retrospective perspective of the book of instructions for the redeemed about entering into the inheritance. I said last week, if you've been born again, we're not in Egypt no more. We've been brought out, amen. We've been redeemed, ain't we? Amen. And not only have we been redeemed, amen, but we're passing through the wilderness. He called them pilgrims and sojourners, if you would. They're journeying to the land flowing, the Bible says, with milk and honey. Where are we going, amen? But between that new birth, because he said you must be born again. If you ain't been born again this morning, I've got news for you. According to the Word of God, not my opinion, but according to this, you will not make heaven your home. It says that no sin there will enter in, and you need the blood applied to the doorpost of your hearts. Amen. Amen. 
So they come out of the land of Egypt and they're passing through the wilderness. Amen. And, and, and I showed you and laid a foundation last week of all the goodness of God and what He's done for them. You remember when you got saved? Did you experience the goodness of God? Do you remember? I had a preacher tell me this one time when I was a young man. He said, you can ask God anything when He is saved and He'll do it. Because He's going to prove to you who He is. And then after a short while, then it comes the proven grounds for us to prove to Him that we do love Him. That we do want to worship Him. That we do want to follow after Him. These people right here, as soon as they get into, as soon as they get fixed in a hard spot, the Bible says right here, verse 8, Exodus, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Ain't it something that when we get born again, See, our eyes has been opened. We see that there's a natural and a spiritual. We see the hand of God on our lives, and then we see that sometimes He leads us in places like we preached on last week, and when we get there, sometimes the enemy comes. And this is likened under our spiritual walk this morning. That the enemy, if you would, and, you, and Paul wrote about it in Corinthians, wrote about it in Galatians, wrote about it in Ephesians, amen, that we fight a spiritual warfare with wickedness in high places. That enemy sometimes is this old flesh trying to rear its head up. The enemy sometimes is not just Satan coming, and he does come because he's seeking up and down on the earth a whom he may devour as a roaring lion. So we know we got an enemy, and we know that a third of the angels left heaven, and they're going around wreaking havoc. Amen. And we know that the Bible says there in little John that the Antichrist spirit, Antichrist spirit is already at work. I've said this before. What they did in the physical, they physically fought battles that we do in the spiritual. We don't run out of that door and start knocking people's teeth out. We don't, I'm not carrying a sword with me this morning, Brother Stephen. But spiritually, we find right here that Moses went up on a high place. I, I can tell you this morning, good godly counsel in your spiritual walk, find you a high place, find you a place that you can go seek the Lord. Find you a place that just you and the Lord, amen. And get up there and seek Him. I love it, this church. We got some, another piece of the puzzle, if you would, is we love to stand while we're singing and worshiping God. There's something about this when we're sitting there. It's just, it's hard. I mean, it's like we got little T-Rex arms. We can't. But when we stand up, that just loosens us up a little bit. That we don't care to slip our arm up. And we don't care to seek the Lord. We don't care to worship Him. Amen, Brother Danny. How many knows Moses, the Bible just said, we just read it. He got up on the mountaintop. And the Bible said he seen that the armies. Israel is fighting and seeing that maybe Amalek started putting pressure on them. Then we see the Bible says that he started calling out unto God. He started raising them hands up. Can I tell you, what is it? When Clover comes up and she does this right here, are you ever going to deny her? You would never do that, would you? You think the Heavenly Father denies us when we're seeking Him? We're saying, i got to have you. I need you. I'm in desperate time. The Bible says in Psalms 34, 6, this poor man cried unto the Lord and he saved him out of all his troubles. 
Can I tell you what? We all going to face trouble, but most surely we're going to have some troubles. Hey, when we get out of the land of Egypt, amen, and we're walking through the desert journey, getting ready to make heaven our home, we're going to fight some fights, amen. We're going to have some struggles. <laughs> but Jesus said... In John 16, 33, he said, In me you might have peace. I'm telling you what, I love the peace of God, don't you? We sung about it this morning. But he said, In the world. Ain't we in the world, amen? Because we're pilgrims. We're sojourners passing through, amen. He said, Don't lay up treasure here on earth where my rust and moth can decay it, but rather lay up treasures in heaven, amen. We're just passing through this place. I was talking to another dear brother here this morning at church. He said, Don't time fleet away. My little boy's eight. It ain't going to be long. He'll be 18, 20, 25. He'll be 30. I'll be an old man. And me and Jessalyn thought we're missing his life. We want to get more involved with him and do more with him, brother. We want to do more with PG Fellowship with the time that God's got allotted for us to be here. We want to connect some more of the puzzle pieces. Amen. And we see Moses up there holding his hands up. How many's ever done this for a long period of time? How long can you physically do that? It ain't nothing to do it for 10 or 15 seconds. If you watch me, I've got to have it. I'll raise this up for a while. Rest. <laughs> <laughs> but see, when the mighty lawgiver is on top of that mountain, he's seen that when they started getting heavy and coming down, they started losing the battle. Because prayer is the key. Seeking the Lord is the key to your spiritual success in your walk with God oh. when we're facing adversity and trials oh. and troubles in this world. Oh. But see, the thing of it is, is, see, this is the message this morning. One of them puzzle pieces is having somebody like Aaron and her. See, everybody's heard about Aaron. He was the first high priest. He was a family member, a brother to Moses, but we ain't never heard about her, H-U-R, there's, that name's in the Bible a few times, but we've never heard of him. There's no, there's no more evidence of this man. History, they don't know if it was the same man. as there's, Hers listed about three times in the Scripture. They don't know if it's the same one or not. But this man, this is, what PG, this is a piece of the puzzle that PG Fellowship, that I love about this place. We got people that will volunteer and get up and do something. We got people like her when sees the need. They'll get up there and scotch you. And you see this mighty man? They slid a stone under Moses and he sit there so that when he raised his hands, they could be here holding them like this. That way their arms wasn't raised up. See, if he was standing, then they would all three have their arms up. But the Bible says they set him down on a stone, something solid, amen. And so when he raised his hands, they could be there to help hold them. One on the one side and one on the other. How many knows that we need one another? How many knows that's a piece that a lot of churches is missing when we visit around? They're not there for one for another. It's me, it's us four and no more. It's us and nobody else, amen. That this people, they just worry about the people on this one and that's it. But PG Fellowship's not that way, amen. We've got to love here one another, amen. We want to help one another, amen. That's a, a well structured church. That's some good church members, amen. That's some people that love one another, amen. But if our dear brother Eddie's hurting, that people would check in on him and help him. Amen. The Bible said if we've been taken in a fault, those which are spiritual would lift up one another. Amen. Do we got some spiritual mature people here at PG Fellowship? 
Amen. I see a lot of people shaking their head. Because sometimes the pastor, the leaders, or anybody, it don't, you don't have to be with a position. It could just be a member of the church. That we would support one another. Because sometimes even the mighty lawgiver, Moses, he needed help. That her, I wish P.G. Phelps would have more people like her. I wish every church surrounded would have more people like her. People that would be willing to do whatever it took, not expecting nothing else, amen, in return. Did you see? Have you, I want you to go home. I challenge you to go home and read about this man and her and see if he's in the Scriptures anymore. You never read about him anymore, but yet he was there with the mighty lawgiver till the ending of the day and helped hold him up. That's a piece that a church needs. That's a piece of the puzzle to make the body more clear. We all need help from time to time. We, we get prayer requests on Wednesday night. Do we just pray about them and forget about them or do we continue to pray? We continue to pray. So that's another piece of the puzzle. I mentioned a minute ago about when you dump that puzzle box over, maybe a piece or two staying in the puzzle, staying in the box. Me and everybody here at church, we ought to be looking for that volunteer, that person that would be, that could finish building the puzzle. It takes every one of us. This ain't just a me job. It's an all of us job. That we all work together, amen. If we're going to see this church flourish, and continue to grow and continue to get better and sweeter every week. Dear Beth said uh, yesterday, she said this morning, said, we're going to have a breakfast every Saturday. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> we need a few more volunteers. <laughs> Do you know, sis, it wouldn't be as sweet if we had it every Saturday. You know, I love having them services when, man, you just rear back and preach and the singing, and it's like the anointing's just dripping off everybody when you walk in. But if it's that way every Sunday... It wouldn't be so special. Amen. Are you a puzzle piece of PG Fellowship that's never got out of the box this morning? Because you're home between a rock and a hard place? You, you, you got saved, maybe you've recently been saved within the year. Maybe you've been saved 50 years and you just got a battle in front of you and, and, and here comes Amalek against you. A lot of times when that happens, we sit down and quit. We, we, we'll stay in the box and won't work for the church, won't help the church. I'm asking this morning, we're about to come to a close. Would you step out of your comfort zone and allow the Lord to use you this morning? The Lord to see fit. If we was all arms, where would the hand be? If we was all fingers, we all got to be different places in the church. Where the body fitly joined together like that puzzle. When you get it together, does it not give you some kind of satisfaction? Just like yesterday, was, was you satisfied how blessed we was yesterday and how the Lord had richly blessed? I mean, the food was good. I mean, Brother Jeff joked around about the food being <laughs> cereal and the food was good. The fellowship was good. And that's what I told the dear brother when I was at the Pepsi cooler. I said, what do you think? He said, this is good. Because a piece of the puzzle is not just preaching and teaching and singing and, and worship. One piece of the puzzle is fellowship. Amen. I love it when Brother Chris calls me. He calls me and texts me. I, I appreciate that. 
Brother Jackie back there calls me. That's a piece of the puzzle that we commune and fellowship together. I challenge you this week to get out of your comfort zone. This, we're in a time of giving. This man heard he gave his time. He went up there on the mountaintop. How many knows to climb the mountain? There's work involved. There's work involved in being elevated with Christ. But he got on top of the mountain and he raised that man's hand up and, and he held it, something like this right here. Praise God. Amen. And they won the victory. So one of the spiritual meanings of this scripture this morning, if you're fighting this morning, I love you, sis, if you're fighting this morning and you've got something going on in your life and you're thinking, why God, why not you? The Bible says man or woman is, man is born a woman is what it says in Job and his days are few, amen, and full of trouble. It also says in the book of Job, man's days full of trouble as the sparks fly upward. But we need some people in the church to help hold each one of us. Amen. From the least to the greatest, we're all part of God's kingdom. And it's going to take each one of us. Brother Isaac, I appreciate your dedication to coming in. That man's a worker. I'd ask this morning if we'd all stand. Would you search your heart this morning? As you're... Are you a puzzle piece that's never got out of the, the box, that's never fitted in? See, PG will suffer if we don't all invest, if we don't all put in, if we don't all become, that we'll never have the whole picture of PG unless each and every one joins in. <clears throat> the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Moreover, brethren, I would not you have that you should be ignorant how that our fathers, all of our fathers, was under a cloud and they all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink and they drunk that, of the spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. My, my, my. You think there in, in uh, uh, Numbers chapter 11 and then Exodus chapter 12, it talked about when they come out of Egypt and then we just read there, a mixed multitude. A mixed multitude is somebody that is either one, not saved, or number two, they won't allow the fruits of the Spirit to work in their life to, to yield any fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ. He says here, but... But with many of them, and we're talking about people that come out of Egypt. We're talking about people that left out and seen God's mighty hand. We're talking about people, if you would, that seen and experienced and heard of the goodness of God. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these, but now these things were our examples to the very intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted, neither be idolaters as some of them were, as is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Let us uh, not commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day, three and twenty thousand, twenty-three thousand. Let us not tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them that murmured and were destroyed of the serpents. Now let all these things happen unto them for our examples and they are written for our 
admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand take heed lest he fall. That he hath no temptation, there is no temptation hath taken you such as common to man. But, but God is faithful. But God is faithful who will suffer you to be attempted, who will not let you be suffered or tempted above. I've screwed that all up. <laughs> there hath no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that, above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way of escape so you're able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee adultery. I speak as wise men, judge what I say. Sometimes that piece of the puzzle is still in the box is tempting God. It's not following after His prescribed order. We're not letting the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22, which is love, peace, joy, long-suffering, meekness, kindness, temperance, and against such I have no law. We're not letting them fruits work in our life, Brother Larry. Amen. And when one suffers, it should be that the whole body suffers. Amen. And when one rejoices, we all ought to rejoice. Amen. I'd ask this morning as they play or play some music. Either or, it doesn't matter to me. I've got a ton of bookmarks and didn't even get nowhere close. I just, I feel like there's some people in here that's going through a spiritual battle this morning. Do you want victory this morning? To get what you've never had, you have to do what you've never done. Does that make sense? We're going to have to step out in faith and say, God, I want victory over this. I've got to have some help. It ain't going to be easy. But I'm telling you what, there's people here this morning, when you come up here and bow down before a, the Lord is my banner, Jehovah Nisi, when you bow down before Him, because He will be your banner, He will be your high tower, He will be the strong arm to hold you up. But there'll be some men and women come up here and gather around you and hold you up this morning. Because we don't have to do this on our own. Last week there were several women up and prayed. There's 15 or 20 come up and prayed with them. That's a church body. That's, that's some people willing to love on one another, sis. That's some people that is willing to stand in for them. Is there one this morning you feel like that Satan has just beat you down? You want victory this morning. We can have life and have it more abundant. We can have victory this morning. Number one, it's going to take getting on the rock. Number two, we need to persevere. He's called us to spiritual warfare. He said that we put on the whole armor of God, it says in Ephesians chapter 6. It also says over in Timothy, I believe it's 2 Timothy, that a, a good soldier don't entangle themselves with the affairs of this life, of this world. But it's a soldier that's willing to persevere and endure to the end. I believe there's some people this morning that's just hanging by a thread this morning and that you need the Lord's help. Is there another this morning? I love you, brother. You know, their success may depend on you being the Aaron or the her in their life to hold them up this morning.
It may be the spiritually sound this morning that would hold them up. Go ahead, brother. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Savior, rich like me, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. Oh, how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior's ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace.
sing with us, church. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. I truly love each one here at this church, and uh, I love the mission of this church to equip, disciple, and you uh, are such a blessing. All the puzzle pieces, uh, I promise I'll preach on Christ's uh, birth next week, I, but I just feel like that we need to realize and understand how valuable we are to this church and the puzzle pieces to make a complete picture uh, that we, the puzzle can't be complete without every piece. And you're into the pieces of this thing. And I love each one of you. And uh, I hope you have a blessed week. Uh, it's, remember those on the altar. Remember Coop and Kathy. He's got pneumonia, uh, is what his wife told me this morning. Not, not doing good. Remember him. Remember my aunt, uh, Lisa Cananser. Uh, there's so many other, my mother-in-law, Lynn, she's sick this morning. There's so many not, that's sick that's under the weather this morning. we got plenty to pray about. And if you've never been on the church center app, get on it. Uh, tell Gail or Larry, the admin on there, and they'll add you and sign up and, and get to praying with us. That's another piece of the puzzle is a praying church and staying in contact. Check on one another. There's several that's not here this morning. Give them a ring this week. See how they are. I can't call everybody. This is a bunch of puzzle pieces this morning, and we need each one of you. I love you. Brother Larry, would you close us out in prayer this morning, brother?